episode 54 of Book Off Banter. So this isn't going to be quite the episode that we promised. We are over-promising and under-delivering, but also it is like nine o'clock on Thursday night and we have to have this turned around by tomorrow morning um, because we didn't want to let you down because we did say that we would do another episode. So it is a little bit of a cobbled together one. We should be joined by our guest next week. So she's just been really poorly um, and we we were going to wait and maybe try and record later on, but she's just really not been well and the best thing seemed to just be to postpone. So you stuck with us again. We're very sorry about that. It is going to be probably quite a quick and cobbled together one. So we're sorry about that, but hopefully you'll enjoy it. Krista, what's been going on with you? Dare I ask? I feel like I've passed my look on to you. That's a bit weird. No, that's a bit weird. I was just thinking how nice your hair looks. And then I was like, that sounds a bit like I'm hitting on you. I'm not, but your hair looks lovely. (laughs) I've just come back from the hairdressers. Thank you. Well, like, go, it's brilliant. I mean, go, yeah. Um, It is literally uh, the only time that my hair looks nice because I can't tame my hair. It's really, really coarse and thick. So it basically just looks like a straw bed until I've just literally walked out the hairdressers and then it's okay. I didn't want to sound weird, but also, you know, it's nice to say people look nice. Your hair looks lovely. Thank you. <laughs> what have I been up to? Uh, bugger all. Uh, disastrous, actually. Not like disastrous. That's not that's not fair. I had a pretty trying week um, in terms of I was like, you know, finally going to let's, you know, let's let's do this. It's been a very trying summer for a sort of reasons. And I was like, you know, let's get back on track and do the thing. So I just need a little bit of help, um, you know, with confidence and just to get going. And as a friend of mine who I work with a little bit, she's done great, great things for me before. And I've been struggling. She's absolutely super coach and a super person. So I was like, I need to go to her. So I got up stupidly early and did other things and took child school. And then I came home and I hitched up the Jeep to the horse box and I loaded the horse and I drove out of the yard and I got out of the Jeep and turned it off to lock the house door and close the gates of the yard. And I went back to the Jeep to start it and it wouldn't fucking start. And I was like, surely this is a joke, <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, the mechanic came and he was like, the start a motor. And I'm like, yes. So... I missed my lesson and it was just, I was a bit emotional about the whole thing because it's a very first world problem, but it was an accumulation of other problems before that too. So I was a bit like, <gasps> uh, so I took the horse for a hack. The horse was like, yeah, we're going somewhere. And then was like, wait, we're still here. What's this about? Um, so hopefully we'll get to reschedule that, but she's thankfully going really well. So um, there's that. Uh, other than that, not don't really have any particularly exciting news um we're all just bumbling along trying to keep the many horses going um yeah that's it really how about you I haven't really got loads of uh, news either to be fair the new horse was actually supposed to arrive today yeah that's exciting well he's not though now um (laughs) (laughs) but actually that works better for me so I didn't want him to arrive just before we went away so that's quite that's better anyway. We're supposed to be going away on Wednesday. With horses or away? With horses. To the our, show. To the yeah, pet show. But our lorry um hasn't gone in to come back. 
and Ben rings the guy every day. And every day, the guy promises that the lorry will definitely, definitely be ready for Tuesday. But every day is like another day. And it's yeah. just, it makes no sense to me. Like, get the bastard lorry in, fix it, and give it back to us. Yeah. Anyway, Ben has managed to secure a standby lorry in case ours <laughs> isn't ready, because it's clearly not going to be. They obviously don't listen to the podcast or know, but. <laughs> which is great um, because, you know, clearly anybody that listens to the podcast or knows us would not lend us fucking anything. But at this point, I'm also slightly concerned about borrowing anything else from anybody else because the repair bill is quite costly. So, um, yeah, that's it, really. So... How are the horses going? Sorry, you're getting ready for a show. So briefly, I know we have to hurry up, but how are they going? Um, yeah, they're all right. Um, Manny, actually, I wasn't sure whether I was going to use this in my bank for the week, but I won't. I'll use a different one. Um, so I rang Ben from, I rang, well, so Lauren, the girl who helps with the horses, she rang me to say that Manny was looking very, very sad and was very, very sore. Oh, Jesus. And um, Manny's really got the shittest feet in the world. I've talked about this multiple times. And so sometimes when he's shod, if Ben wants to get the nails way above the really shit foot, yeah. Manny is like a wet lettuce and can be like, oh, I might as well just chop off my leg. You know, there's no point yeah. going on. So I was like, oh, do you know what? He's probably just got a tight nail. So that's fine. So I rang Ben at work and I said, Manny's got a tight nail. And Ben was like, well, that's quite strange because he's been shot a couple of days. Did you feel that he was sore when you rode him this two days before? And I said, no, strangely enough, I didn't. But I think it's got to be a tight nail. I said, just go and look at him on your way back past, like home from work. <laughs> I didn't even go out because I was like, you know, it'll be it'll be a tight nail. So Ben came yeah, in. And also it's, it's his department. So. Exactly. <laughs> ben came in with the most unimpressed ever look on his face, holding a stone. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, that's fine though. I mean, it could be worse. Like I know. If that's all it ever was, it'd be fine, wouldn't it? You'd just be like, oh, still. He should have been impressed because he didn't have to pay a vet's bill, but instead he was just like Or get his tools out of his Jeep either. He exactly. didn't have to do that either. Yeah. But he was like, so, yeah. anybody? Like anyone think oh. he could oh. feet up? Oh, fuck off. Jesus Christ, Mr. You're going to bring fun. rational. You're going to bring <laughs> rational thought to the fu- the fight. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> I know, yeah. He's like giving you day one of fire school. Yeah, I'm like yeah. Pig. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Look at. I mean, listen. It could be a whole load worse. It could be a whole load worse. So let's just go with that. At least it was just a stone. So um, he's he's fine. Not limping anymore. Feels a lot better now. The spiky stones out of his foot. So that's that's good. And Pancake is very hairy, the selfish bastard, um, mm. and very bouncy. Actually, when Gosh, I rugged Pancake that's... up after I rode him today, because he got himself very tired because of aforementioned excessive hair and bounce, um, mm-hmm. put his cooler on him, and there was a bat on the cooler. I took a picture. Oh, cool. I'll send it to you. You can put it on. Send it to me. Oh, I have, I, oh my God, sidebar, I have a legendary story about that, but absolutely fucking nobody believes me. When I was a kid, we, you know, we lived in the Isle of Man and 
I, I kind of remember it, I think. Um, my mother, cats had got a bat. Um, and my mother had put the bat under a tea towel. Yeah, she, they put it under a tea, she put it under a tea towel on the wall. And so I have this awful habit of being very inquisitive about everything. Still, still like that now, didn't learn. And I went up and I poked the bat and it bit me <gasps> on the finger. And so I like, do you tell people a bat bit me? And they're like, what are you talking about? Like you're clearly high as kite. What are you on about? My child went to school and he told them in school that I had been bitten by a bat and they told him that he was making it up. Rude. So rude. Like, why would I make that up? I'd make up something much better than a bat bit me if it was going for a story. But yeah. This one just kind of looked at me like while I was asleep. So they're very cute, aren't they? Back up in my cooler and put the cooler back in the rug room. But then basically now, does that mean I can't use my cooler for the whole of the winter? Mm, You might need to buy another one. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. You have to look after bats. You have to look after bats. There are bat conservation societies. You're just doing your part. I suppose. Oh, well. Like it's a human. It's, it's. Yeah, it's for the bats. Doing like, it so for just, the bats. You know, yeah, <laughs> you are. You are. You're doing your, bar, your bit for the environment. That means you're just going to have to get a replacement. <laughs> Enjoy the process. And if it so happens that it's like, you know, a thermotex or something, well, then to replace yeah, I mean, the like tatty, shyest one that's got a huge rip in the shoulder. Not relevant. Not relevant. My husband <laughs> maintains the reason why I'm so mental is because I got bitten by the bat. He thinks I've probably got rabies or something. So don't get bitten by the bat. No. It, it seemed just quite ammunition. Well, that's good. Okay. So for our um, topic this week, we had done a Would You Rather, which where we were thinking might be nice because we've got a few guests lined up. And so we thought it might be nice to do that at the end of, like just as a real quick fire sort of thing to do at the end of their, what's the word I'm looking for? Episode. Um, but actually, as I was doing some of them, I was thinking, I could never do quick fire. I would go into long fight. I go into long <laughs> fire with everything. So anyway, I thought, well, why don't we do the quick fire? Because we didn't have an episode planned. So why don't we do the quick fire? And then hopefully when the guests do it, they will be a lot more quick fire than we will be. So should we do like one and then like, should, should we do all you and then all me? Or should we do you, then me or whatever? I don't mind whatever you think is going to work best. Will it work better if we do like one question and we both do it? And then the next question, we both do it. Okay. At least, uh, yeah. Bound to go off on a tangent about something. This so, is true. Very true. Yeah. Okay. Mare or gelding? Mare. I knew you were going to say mare. Gelding. Always. Oh, God. Yeah. And I knew you'd say gelding. See? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I have seen already? I've started. This is fucking question one. Oh, go. Do it. Do it. Do it. I love it. Go for it. Um, we have to, we have to like, bulk it out because otherwise you wouldn't have an episode completely I have decided right so Molly and Tink are amazing at keeping like Pan and Bougie in check and I said to Ben I think you know when you have the companions for the young ones or the hot ones I think mares are the best way forward like small unshod mares because I think a gelding would I, I think Bougie would bully a small gelding Whereas Tink keeps Bougie firmly in line. I, I have the, actually, I have two companion ponies because, you know, I'm not even getting into it. I'm not, you're the same. I'm not justifying this. It just is how it is. Yeah. Um, and I actually have the other way around. So my, I, the mare, Brownie, is 
such a pet like she's so sweet and she'll go yeah she'll go with anything yeah but she's a bit I don't want to be rude about her she's the nicest kindest most willing and generous creature ever placed on God's earth but like there's nothing after that like she has no real big thoughts about anything which I'm not trying to say she's not very bright that's not I'm I'm not being rude about her but she doesn't have any side to her you know she just is nice um whereas my gelding the little gelding he's only like 10 hands if even he's a bit of a dickhead now um he can't I don't actually put him in with with the others I put he goes in a paddock beside whatever he's keeping quiet so he's a companion that can't actually I know it's ridiculous (laughs) I need I need to have a sort out and a swapper I have way too many horses and I do need to sort it out so I do need to sort it all out because it is ridiculous especially when someone else is like (laughs) wow a companion that can't companion good good addition (laughs) But yeah, he's a bastard. Um, yeah, he's really. But I think he's the exception. Um, I used to work for a guy who bred young. Um, like used to, he bred for horses for show jumping, and he maintained the best place to put a three-year-old, two and three-year-old colts. Um, was in with in full brood mares, because right. they came in to, to be to be broken, and they were absolute like pets. They were like lambs. They had such good manners because mm. in full mares are like I don't think so. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's a lot of credence to that theory. Yeah. See, Belle, I worry. Like sometimes I think Bougie could do with going out with Belle, but then I think she'd smash his face in. So she's is she tough? Yeah. Yeah. And you see, you don't want him to. Well, one, you don't want him injured, but do you really want to dent that swagger, that Johnny Bravo thing he's going on with? I don't think I know. you should. No, I mean, see, whereas she's actually really kind like with Manny because Manny never challenges and just looks mopey so Belle she's not nasty in that then she's like okay well we're best friends you adore me I tell you where you're allowed to eat and where you're allowed to like look there's no fight and then we're best friends and I love you and that works really nicely yeah so I don't really want to rock the boat to be fair so yeah That's my that's my thoughts. I'm a gelding girl through and through after having a stable full of mares for a long time. I love mares, but as a rider, I definitely get on better with geldings. Yeah, I'm the other way around. I mean, like I, I don't have any any quirks, any qualms with geldings at all. None, like they're great, but I just I love my girls. I really do. They're so they're so cool. They're just yeah, it's all it's their world and we just live in it and I love that. So okay, so clipped or summer coat? preference would be to clip but summer coat because I just can't you know what I've already clipped one and I'm still going to be like you clipping in fucking May of next year so go yeah my preference would be to clip because I just think you know the show done for me prefers it but I'm only one human being and there's only so much clipping any one human being should have to do in a year um you basically the same my preference is a clipped horse but as long as I'm not the one that's clipping them or paying for them for someone else to clip them or watching someone else clip them and leave tram lines and take hunks of their mane out oh yeah i'm really are you like me i'm so particular about the mane absolutely so particular about the mane yeah like same i have to leave quarter of an inch at least i can't I, i can't deal with the mane getting clipped off i just no Although I used to work for a guy who did Hunter Hirelings and he used to deliver. <laughs> he couldn't be asked with pulling and clipping and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he used to, when I was clipping them, he'd be like, clip the mane. 
leave on only a little bit and I was like what are you talking about no because like you my OCD is like you can't clip the mane that's bad and he used to run the clippers about a quarter of an inch in because it was 100% easier to plait because it was so much less mane and then he didn't have to bother like pulling it or whatever oh, and I was I like what they would have looked like in the summer though yeah I suppose he didn't care he made good money no. so he was happy enough really but yeah no it, it went against every principle I had it really did but. yeah Sharp horse or cold horse? Mm. I've I've never had a cold horse, so I don't know if sharp horses are my preference. They just are my experience. <laughs> they're just know. cheap. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they're cheap, so they're mental. So they're I don't know. I've no I don't know if I've ever really ridden a cold horse. Have you? Um, I suppose it depends how cold you're going. I would call Bell cold. Do you know what? Actually, Ping would yeah. Ping is cold as fuck in the, and it's not good for your confidence. I'd rather have a hot horse going. 100%. I'd rather I'd a, have a sharp horse a, every single time. A dithery wanker that can't make its mind up till it gets to the bottom of the fence. So if Even just if we, like on the flat. Like I'm a lazy rider. For me, I don't want to use excess energy. The horse needs mm-hmm. to be doing the running. My legs need to be doing the like minimal. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I, I, I can get, I, I can definitely rub off another side of that. Yeah, I, I'd rather have one that was on it and doing it, even if it was harder to ride. Yeah, definitely. Better. We should, um, we should share this, and then everyone can share their answers. Yeah, send me over your list. Take, take a photo of your list and send it to me, and then I can put it up if you want. Okay. Indoor arena or outdoor arena? Oh, fucking no contest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look around. I think it's brilliant for horses to be outside. It's brilliant for them to be outside. I think, and I think it's great. They, they, you know, they cope with a lot really early. Don't they? The spooking, and in my yeah. case, cows and machinery and all that kind of stuff, and the weather. But like, yeah. the the princess in me is just like, not you know, it's pissing down, and it's going to rain all day tomorrow. And I know what I'm facing into already. And I just think if I had an indoor, I wouldn't be facing into that. And do I really care if they? If they had to go in indoor every day and then, then they did were a bit spooky when they went out, so I wouldn't care because I'd be like for six months of the year when everybody else is wet and cold, I'm inside and dry. So And you I could just ride in the field or something in the summer. Yeah. But you're a bit the same as me, aren't you? Like where you're located, you get like the teeth of the weather from all directions. Yeah. yeah. We're basically like pretty much in Scotland and the arena has been put basically our house is like on the top of a hill. So there's nothing flat. So they've picked the flattest bit, which was the top of the hill with absolutely no shelter at all. And it is fucking bleak. Yeah. I would yeah. give my right toe for an indoor arena. Yeah. Yeah. As, as I said, I'd make my peace with them being spooky with an outdoors. They'd go over it. They'd be all right. You can just Although, go schooling. They'd be fine. A long, long time ago, um, I was on a livery yard with an indoor and oh my god it brings out the proper proper princess in you because I remember my barn was probably like a minute walk from like the stable to the indoor and it was raining and I was a bit like oh do I want to ride today because I'm gonna get wet what um, a week you know it's a friend of mine messaged me during the week because we, ha- we have this like running joke going that like you know our problems no question they're first world problems but mm. they're still our world problems mm-hmm. and we don't have to necessarily feel terrible because we're you know whinging about having to ride in the rain or whatever but she took it to a whole new level this week and I just I thought it was so funny she's like I realized that I'm doing the whole first world problem thing again 
but I have built my indoor arena too far away from my barn. And every time I have to leave the barn to go to the indoor, I'm getting soaked and mm-hmm. I'm not happy. And I was like, absolutely. I hear you. I can sympathize. Because I was Hold a bit down. like that. I, I was like, well, now I'm wet. So yes, I'm not riding in the rain, but I'm riding wet still. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like so just now when you're out there for like hour on hour with rain driving in your eyes, you're like, yeah, go back and punch that girl in the face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, Honestly, yeah. it's my birthday in a couple of weeks. Basically, my birthday list is exclusively like coats, chaps, multiple wet weather gear, because I just yeah. can't like I can't. Okay, big horse <laughs> or small horse? When I was younger, I firmly believed I could ride every horse, but a big horse disillusioned me uh, to that stupid notion. And a small horse, I, I can't ride big horses. I, I don't know how the fuck you make it look so easy on those bloody great giants of yours. <laughs> I'd be lost at sea. They, they, they'd be like, I don't, your aids are ineffective. I don't know. I can't tell what you want. I'm not doing it. Whereas the small horses are like ping. Ping is too big for me. No question. And she knows it too, because she has the knack because I've taught her so many bad habits. She has that knack of just being like, oh, if I just jump my jaw out like that, there's nothing you can do. And then I see you doing your show jumping rounds and your giant horses and you're looking like fucking look a bit of And I'm like, how do you do that? I do not. How do you do that? Tell us. I don't feel like I do do that, to be honest. But um, <laughs> it probably relies a bit on the horse because I think I maybe sometimes need more bit than the a rider the right size for that horse would need um and some horses don't like that and then that can become really difficult to find a balance of what they like and what I can physically like get them together in and anyway yeah basically lesson learned I've bought myself a lot of big horses and I have realized now that I need small horses um yeah. yeah Bear, bear is like perfect for me. Bear is like 15, not just under 15 too. I like that's perfect. Perfect yeah. height for me. Because like, well, I mean, to be fair to her, she's very goy anyway. So that makes it easier. But um, Molly, I'm, I, the only thing I'm slightly concerned about Molly, because at the moment Molly's like 16 hands. She's built like the cliffs of Moher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I'm like, what's, if you're this physically mature now, like, where are you going to be in two years time? The only thing with her is she's naturally quite malleable mentally, like not yeah. malleable like she does what I tell her, but she's she's quite, you know, she's not sort of set against you in any way. She's really yeah. ma- like really pliable and really willing to work. So even if she did get big, maybe I would be able to manage her. Yeah. And then there's Rita's, and if Rita's not even fully fully fourteen too, and I'm like, when well, I'm hacking her out, I'm like, this is perfect. She's like ding 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 ding, little tiny yeah. pony stride stride and a little ears pricked, and I'm like, maybe I need ponies. Yeah, I loved having Ohio. I miss him. Um, yeah. Okay, show gear or every day? What do I like wearing best? Yeah. Um, every day, because if I've got show gear on, I'm probably going, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> when I've got my everyday gear on, I'm like, I'm, I'm chill. Um, but you've got really nice show gear. You've got the nice hat and stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with you for that, but I do. I love, I love like all my sparkly stuff and I'm not I actually really my intention for my birthday and Christmas other than being very waterproof 
is to try and smarten up a little bit because basically all I ever wear is horsey stuff. So I feel like I might just get a couple of, I couldn't get really expensive jods because I just, I couldn't because I'm only going to like muck out and fall off. But, you know, like maybe just a little bit nicer because I do feel like a bit of a scruff. I, I literally wear the same, I think two pairs of jodpers every single day, like just recycle them. And sometimes you're just like, oh, I'm sick of putting you on. I, I actually really do agree with that. And I, I do think there's some credence to, you know, even though you're at home and you're on your own doing your own thing, like you still need to kind of have some confidence in yourself, but like yeah. think a little bit of yourself and whether you do it, it's sometimes just having, like, I can really agree with this because I, because we're on a farm. So I used to always wear jeans. I like Doc Martin boots and chaps. And like the last probably year or two years, I've stopped doing that. And I I have a couple of pairs of, I got them in a sale. So I'm not going to like, I didn't go mad with wildly expensive britches. I got a couple of pairs of trust of extreme britches, which are so lovely. They're really nice flattering fit and they're very hard working. Um, and I ride in long boots as well. Like I have a set of long boots for the yard. I ride in long boots and... You know, I keep my helmet clean and in the house and have some yeah. nice jackets. Like, obviously, I have my very expensive waterproof jacket. Now, I have other jackets that are not, you know, that. But just trying every day, like, I'm trying to... I don't want people to laugh at me when I say feel more professional about it because I'm clearly not going to the fucking Olympics here. But I think it can be good for you. Yeah, no, I do. Like, I I feel like if I... I am a little bit like this. Ben doesn't really understand this because, like... If I don't feel right, then I feel like I can't ride right, even though I know that's yeah. stupid. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, no, I kind of get that, though. Okay, so matchy-matchy or anything goes? Matchy-matchy, but, like, adventure style. So, like, <laughs> I do like I do like the bling, don't get me wrong, but I, I came from eventing, mm-hmm. and so I like, you know, nice leather work, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily bling. I like tweed, I like rat catcher, I like brown boots and check stocks and sort of like, I'm going to use the word classic. I'm more so, thinking though, like matchy matchy as in like, would you have the horse in like bandages, saddle pad ears or, you know, all the same shade of yellow or whatever? Okay. Oh or- no, they have to, yeah. Right, sorry, I, I went the wrong way with that. Yeah, no, uh, matching then definitely. I don't, I don't. Sort of kind of relevant to the to the last question. I won't necessarily buy everything the same brand and everything off the same hook, but like, I like it all to be black. Oh really? Or, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like my competitions, my pads and stuff, and my boots for the horses and everything is black, and my ear bonnets are black, and the dressage you use navy and a bit sparkly or whatever. That's dressage, it doesn't count. But yeah, um... I would like it to match. I don't like it gives me a migraine when stuff's I don't like you know you don't want to look like a fucking jumble sale do you know what I mean yeah no offense to jumble sales they're brilliant but you don't want to look like one <laughs> um anyway sorry how about you yeah I'm probably a little bit in the middle in that like matchy matchy is a bit too much for me like I can appreciate it on other people's horses and it looks pretty like I always do think they look really smart but I couldn't personally do it but then equally, I couldn't say wear a pink pad and like blue boots. That would, that like hurts my teeth even talking about that. So it would have to be like a black saddle pad or a gray saddle pad or a white saddle pad and then a bright color boot or the reverse. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I suppose it's just, it's down to, well, whatever you can put your hand on or whatever suits the horse or whatever. Like I, I'll tell I you mean, where I don't think my commitment's yeah. good enough, though, is <laughs> if, say, for example, right, I had, like, pink bandages on the horse and I had, like, a black pad on them, I wouldn't need to wear, like, a pink or a black jacket because I don't have all the outfits like the matchy-matchy people do. But then if I was wearing, like, say, a green jacket, it wouldn't occur to me that that would be wrong. But actually, it is wrong. I had a really weird one, and this is going to, like, piss off so many people. Please don't take it the wrong way. <laughs> I really want to want a brown boots. Like, I adore brown boots. I have a pair of brown boots, and I love them so much. They're beautiful. Um, and they're even more beautiful because they were, like, bargain basement out of one of the tread step sales, so, like, winning. But I, I can't deal with the brown boots with blue jacket and blue hat. Oh Brown my god, that's what is I supposed wear. to go. No, yeah, you've got black boots, haven't you? No. I mean, now I'm insulting you now. It's okay. No, I don't. I, I can take it. I didn't notice that when I saw your picture the other day. I, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm brown boots are good with a brown jacket or rat catcher, and a brown helmet. But yeah, I'm like, I prefer black boots with navy, and I don't. This is my own personal preference, obviously. Um, black jacket, black helmet, can't do it. I can't oh, really? do it. It has to be navy. I can't. Yeah, I'm not good in black. So you would wear a black. Just... <laughs> you'd wear a black jacket with a navy hat. No, no, no. I wouldn't wear black oh. at all. Anything. No. All right, okay. Like no. Yeah. My options are brown with brown or blue with blue. That's it. I'm black. Black boots with blue or brown boots with brown everything. But now to the train shall meet. I can't mix them. Oh. I can't mix them. I know it's really bad, and so many people do it. It looks fine and everything. I'm not criticizing the world and being like, oh my god, you all look shit, and I look don't great. Worry. I don't. I look terrible, but. Yeah, I just have a bit of a Everyone has their it. own like, little foibles. No. To be fair, I don't really like black. Um, I couldn't probably do brown and grey. Navy and brown, though, I like, obviously. But my new boots are navy. They're not here yet, I'm though. so fucking... I'm so jealous. You know Anna Ross, the dressage rider? Maybe years ago, yeah. Anna Ross is sponsored by Solaris Boots. Oh, yeah. And I remember years ago, she had a pair of crocodile skin navy boots. I was just like, I must have these. And I obviously will never have these because one, I can't afford them. And two, where would I wear them? I can't wear them on my farmyard in Westmeath. That's a bit ridiculous. Um, and I can't wear them to shows. I mean, I've got that pink Luciana coat. Can't bring myself to wear that in case people are like... So what, are you, you are. what rules with the pink? What boots with pink? Mm, haven't got that far. Ha- haven't, haven't got that far yet. Now she wears, mm. what does she wear? She wears black boots with her. Okay. with her pink but she could wear a bin bag and she'd be fine it's her yeah it wouldn't matter what she wore i wouldn't be like even if she came out in brown boots and a blue jacket i'd be like wow you look amazing See? <laughs> just you know i'm i'm, I'm fickle what can i say i'm, I'm shallow <laughs> um what would you put with pink what would you put with pink because brown would work quite well with pink yeah i would put any what would you color put with pink I'd probably put black. My sort of rule of fashion, but I am no... What's that one of Devil Wears Prada? Anyway, never mind, her. Um, Who makes all the rules in fashion? I'm not her. But I have a lot of my own internal rules. I've talked about this before, haven't I, on the podcast, like with eating and I have rules for everything. Okay, so I don't like too many things that are a statement, so if the mm-hmm. jacket is pink, then everything else that you wear would be like very it minimal. Be yeah. So it, they would probably be black boots or maybe dark brown would be fine. But 
so can, like can we just for me because my hat sparkles then i feel like nothing else on me at all can sparkle um can we revisit the the the, the blue boots please can we revisit those um tell me about your blue boots i need to know oh um so my boots i got them my brown ones maybe 10 or 11 years ago so they've done so well because I wore them just at shows then I wore them for a while all the time for a year or two then I went back to just wearing them at shows and then I've been wearing them all the time for a couple of years um and basically the stitching's gone up the back of one I scratched one when I tripped over my own feet wearing spurs and I gouged a hole out the leather and the zip has gone on the other leg so I can just send them away and get new zips on them. Like, so amazing. Anyway, they're like these ones. I didn't realise what they were, and thank God I worked out what they were um, before I ordered them. They're these, like, super soft Nero's. Oh, my goodness. They are the most comfortable boots in the whole wide world. And I bought a pair of Nero's from eBay and couldn't understand why they didn't feel anything like the boots I had. And I've now realized it's because the boots I have are like the thinnest, thinnest leather. I just love them. And like, do you know what? They're not, they're not really cheap, but I think to have lasted 10 or 11 years is pretty impressive. Yeah, totally. But then what about the blue ones? Yeah, no, that's also, so sorry. In my head, conversations make sense. I forget that I don't say what I'm thinking. Um, So I had to get De Niro to make the same ones in blue in blue yeah perfect okay yeah. so it's the same bit um that's, so that's identical you're gonna have to send you have to send pictures are you, did you get have you had blue strip, blue spur straps coming with them as well um did I don't at the minute because I don't wear spurs on anything yeah cool but same like I probably would I have got myself a new belt to match them I have a revolting belt it's like I got it for dressage obviously and it's like just ridiculous it's like monstrous demontes and pearls and fucking it's horrendous so i love it um yeah you gotta have i feel like i should have something you know more classical than that. <laughs> i don't i don't um yes yeah, so i'll have to send put send pictures of the boots when they arrive um i'm very very excited to see those yeah i've been waiting ages because apparently italy don't work in august they don't they don't i had this experience when i ordered a saddle from italy yeah it's really 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 inconvenient but anyway who knows when they will arrive they Uh, will arrive uh i hope our guests are quicker at this than us because otherwise their episodes are all going to be like seven hours long aren't they boots or bandages uh i'm split down the middle with this my preference is bandages okay but then i'm I used to play polo, didn't I? So, like, I learned to bandage like a fucking Jedi master, and I like them. I like the idea of the support that you give. What I don't love is now there's so much research out there about overheating legs and stuff. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I should. I feel like less is probably more these days. Like, I I have to use boots. My my brain won't let me like not use them because I don't have horses that are responsible enough for their own persons to go unprotected. Um, yeah, my preference would be bandages, but I think in terms of like that's just my own thing. But for the horse's well-being, it's, it's probably not always the best thing to to use, especially if it's hot or whatever. I 
boots i love bandages um i really love front bandages and back set lock boots um but i fucking hate washing them they get knotted i hate rolling them back up it's it's just a pain in the ass and there's nothing nicer really than skin boots and also i love tendon boots so i'm 100 percent i'm sold on boots stable or turned out so this doesn't mean if you stable them that they're never allowed out <laughs> oh my god don't open that kind of words you've only yeah, all just recovered from the last go round of that <laughs> i just mean like you know some people love at night yeah like no yeah. i'm i'm only like some people just really love them being out and like they love to watch that and then some people really love to see them in which kind of is your like favorite obviously the horse can do both which do you like Um, I, my personally, I love to see them out eating grass and stretching their legs and horsing. Um, unfortunately, only a very small number of the inmates here <laughs> appear to be skilled at horsing. Um, the Irish contingent are quite good at eating grass for the most part, touch wood. The foreign contingent are less good at it. And so I won't lie, sometimes I prefer to see those ones in the stable. Um, having enjoyed a period of turnout safely, I like them to return to their isolation booths um, safely with shoes on and legs intact. Yeah. I like to look at them there because when I'm looking at them there, I know that they're not somewhere I can't see them doing something I wish they weren't. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I, all, all credit to people who do. If the horse here requires to live out full time for its sanity, 100% prepared to do it. Um, I just last winter with young horses was the first time that I, they wintered in. And before I get lynched, they got turned out every day. Right. Don't anybody go mental. But instead of being out full time, as you would normally associate for like two, like two year olds or three year olds or whatever. Yeah. They were out for a few hours every day and the rest of the time they were in. And they also had a big shed and they had an open yard. And it's the first time I've kept, you know, they had lots of room to move and they mm. were getting turned out. But it's the first time I haven't just just thrown them out and left them out and hope for the best. And they came out of the winter in just unbelievable condition. And they mm. were still fine. You know, they were fine because they've been out enough. Um, so, yeah, I think. Anyway, that was a lot of waffle for... I was like really set. Yeah. Minefield conversation. I was really set on stable because in my like mind, I kind of imagine an immaculate clipped horse on a big fluffy bed, tucked up warm when it's raining outside. Yeah. And like that makes my heart smile. But actually, in fairness, I could stand and watch them in the field in the summer you know on a nice day I could stand and yeah. watch them do that all day and I wouldn't get bored so I, I yeah, actually yeah. don't know like yeah. my heart says stable probably I don't know why though because if I was to say so like today my horses because they got ridden then we needed to go out um the young ones or the old ones were out but the ridden ones didn't get out they just got ridden and that made me sad. Like I felt really sad, but I, I had to justify my myself to them. But then still, I want to stay stable. I have a really fucked up thing with turnout. Like I said, with the Irish horses, they're just out 
or in and that's it I don't think any more about it if I if they're out and I have to go somewhere for a few hours I'm like that's fine but with the others the two older horses if I have to go somewhere it depends where I have to go if I have to go somewhere locally to do you know whatever shopping food shopping whatever I'll leave them out and that's fine like yesterday if I have to go to the hospital like I did yesterday evening they get worked and then they I'll get them out for an hour or two I do try to get them out for at least an hour or whatever to get their heads down but then they have to come in. There's yeah. absolutely no fucking possibility that if I left those horses in the paddock and went away to uh, somewhere else, miles away, and was gone for hours, that when I come back, they will be sound That's, with all yes, four shoes nah. on, where I left them, safely, calmly eating grass. It just isn't part of my lived experience. I'm sorry, it's not. And so that they have to, that's just it. It's for their own safety, genuinely, and my own mental well-being. And like, it's when people say, you know, oh, they want to be out and stuff it's no not all of them because so belinda at the minute her thing is it gets to about three o'clock and she paces in front of the gate yeah while all the other horses around it ignore her and are like well we're still okay bell there's loads of grass we've got so much grass the weather's nice what's your problem belinda's like absolutely outrageous She's behavior almost going but yeah. then if anybody but me goes to catch her, she runs away. Um, <laughs> so that's Belinda. Um, so then Bougie, just when like what you're sort of saying about, you know, horses, oh, they want to be out. Like they let you know because so when Bougie first came, he was very much like a feral thing. And he was like, I love being out. That's fine. I want to be out. And if you tried to bring him in before you brought everyone else in, he would be like, I'm not catching. But then now so I've continued the routine of everybody comes in Bougie comes in last and Bougie's always waiting at the gate to be like come on you know him and Tink coming together except Bougie's changed the rules like last week obviously we didn't have any sort of communication about this rule change I only found out when he flattened me because I brought everybody else in first and he was outraged by this the new rule is one set of horses come in before Bougie, then him and Tink come in, and then lastly, the last set come in. And if you don't follow that, then Bougie's absolutely enraged. So good, good, good horses do this. They, they make arbitrary decisions and then they're really annoyed <laughs> with you when you haven't caught up with the memo. Yeah. I've had a few like that as well. I had my little, little event horse. He was obsessed with routine and like had to go out in the field and this was fine apart from when there were adverse weather conditions like snow for example yeah and we used to laugh with him because like when you put shavings in his day we used to, he was like basically Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang he was really like that kind of brain which made I've got many a humorous anecdote about him because of it but we used to laugh with him that like with shavings and with snow he used to be like sorting it into little piles with his nose and he'd do it for hours and we we're like he's put he's making like piles of like protons neutrons and electrons with the snow and with the and sometimes with the, he wants to go out if there was snow so you'd put him out and then he'd stand there shrieking his head off before you even got back up to the yard because it was snowing or there was snow yeah. and he was outraged and wanted to come back in so you bring him back in and then he'd savage you and stand there kicking the door <laughs> immediately because he wanted to go back out and it People think that we make this shit up. We don't. 
it's true it's real it happens um but i think that that's the point you make is exactly the right point they tell you yeah, some horses 100%. want to be in a stable it's it's not a fucking alien concept they just that's what they want yeah you don't have to force every horse genuinely don't care either way they'll like fit in just we're never lucky yeah. enough to have those buggers are we no, well, the Irish ones are like that. They're fine. I'm sure I'm going to ruin them sooner or later. And they'll be like, no, we can't go out this breathing. But they tell you what they want. And I think that you can't apply one template to everything. You know, no. that's it. So. Um, okay, so grey or bay? Oh, bay, mare. Or bay, no white. That's my favourite. All bay, no white. I'm this is a tricky mare. one for me. I mean, you know that my heart is like is grey it's it's so but then on a fucking show morning oh you get one like ping ping is a self-cleaning horse maybe your new grey will be a self-cleaning horse too i really hope it is it was clean when i saw it so fingers crossed it will remain clean um there's nothing nicer than a clean grey i'm gonna say grey i like it no i like my bait but the less white, the better. I like a solid bay. That's my absolute favourite. No white. No, I think I'm flash. I like big chrome. white socks. Yeah, I like all the chrome. Um, all the chrome, all the chrome. Yeah. Okay, bling or plain? Or plain, I've already answered that one then. I don't have to waffle on about this. I think I'm plain. I like bling and I appreciate it, but, but again trad at heart maybe like a tiny tiny bit of bling but not excessively blingy um yeah yeah i'm the same you know like i tell you what i really liked um i'm hoping it's gonna fit bougie and i'm hoping he doesn't need a flash because even if he does need a flash probably not gonna put one on him because um, we don't do that yeah we don't do that i really like um like prem used to have a plain bridle but a little bit of patent on the nose just on the oh, nose i've got that i've got that i've got um a penelope le provo by exactly this it's the, the brow band's like roll patent mm-hmm. and the nose band has a patent insert and it's brown but it's that really like not like havana brown it's like a, more like a tobacco brown oh no so mine to, is just I quite like mine totally plain like brow band and really dark brown um paint nice. bit on the nose like that for me is like just a tiny bit of bling that's nice yeah 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 or like when I was doing loads of, band. yeah when, when i was in loads of dressage I, I did buy a very glitzy blue blue stones de Montes and pearl type band for ping i think that's why she was good probably weighed so yeah. much she couldn't lift her head up she's just automatically on the bit because of the, the jewels that i forced her to wear gloomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well she wasn't gloomy back then she was a bit more cheerful those days but uh yeah um but that was dressage like i felt like i Need, should. you needed it yeah. yeah i needed it yeah, yeah. But other than that, I don't like drawing attention to myself because I'm already going to draw attention to myself without adding sparkles. Yeah, I'm kind. I'm the same, but like I, I do occasionally like I like a little bit of bling, but I would say I'm not like super blingy. Okay, jump or flat? <sighs> jump anyway, but I also do like my flat work, but not not like 
dressage, dressage. Um, I'm kind of the same. I'm like, I, I really appreciate flat like leg. rides well. And I really, yeah. I, I like, do do it a lot. But then like, I'm the sort of person who'll be like, should I just pop over that fence a couple of times? You know, like that's what I want to do. Yeah, I, I'm a bit the same. I like flat work, flat work for show jumping. I, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole of ranting, but I think it's a really nice way to produce horses because they're, anyway, I wasn't going to, I just like that better than, you know, mm-hmm. dressage, set templates. So I like it. I do enjoy it. I like dicking around on the flat and seeing what we can do. But like, there's not a lot of point, is there, if you're not going to use it for, you know, jumping, basically. I don't, like, what else would you do with it? Yeah, and like, I flattered money today, and then there's a fence in the arena, and I was like, should I just pop that? And then I had to say to myself, are you popping it for any reason? And I was like, no, I'm not. Then no, don't pop it. That's kind of like my mentality, is I only put miles on their legs when there's a reason to put them on, and money doesn't need to, so like don't do it but the sort of devil in me was like well let's just jump it a few times just for fun <laughs> yeah no I I think if you're putting a lot of effort in on the flat then you should use it for a good purpose which is jumping really yeah okay this one's no brainer for you Irish or continental oh now you say it's no brainer <laughs> um that it's more of a thing of last years. Um, I, 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 don't know, I suppose mum, mum, my mum was breeding a lot of horses. She's she's very into her like foreign pedigrees and all that crap. Um, not sorry, I'm dissing an entire industry here. I'm not saying it's crap. It's just when you're listening to it 20, 24 hours a day uh, from your parent, it can become a little wearing. Wearing. Um, yeah. So like growing up, I was all about the foreign horses, definitely. And then as I started out on my own and started experiencing Irish horses, I was like, what the fuck are those foreign things about? Now, obviously I have two, two foreigners um, and I can appreciate them for, for, you know, for their many positives, but there's just something cool about the Irish horses. And don't get me wrong, they can be really bloody hardy and difficult and they can take a long time to, to fill their potential. But I think by and large, as an older person, I'd have to say Irish horses because I'm tired, to be honest, and I just like life a bit easier. Um, but I, I definitely, I grew up with it. The answer would have been foreign growing up. Um, a bit like that. You like all the bling and the flicky toes and the fucking wild eyes and the, yeah, it's like, oh my God, that horse is amazing. Whereas now if it's standing still and it doesn't have a nervous twitch and it's not rolling an eyeball towards you or you put it in a field and it eats grass my requirements are basic now it just eats grass in the field or you know <laughs> now i'm like wow that's the horse i want so it's been an evolution yeah i i would probably like just to be greedy a bit of a mix so, so probably some of my best horses have been maybe like continental bread but they've come from Ireland or yeah like that that's probably my dream what I would we've got loads come come over we've got loads (laughs) come over like bolster our economy we've got loads of nice horses (laughs) (laughs) well I I would obviously at the minute I'm buying like continental ones 
but like Manny is continental bred but Irish. Um, another horse I had, Rue, the the eighteen one one. He was continental bred but Irish, and they've both been huge and just gents and yeah I, I there's something about that like when they've had when they've got a bit of Irish in them like, or they've been handled over there that they just seem a little bit less snorty um says she when Manny's actually frightened of his own shadow <laughs> yeah it depends um, when you get them <laughs> <laughs> By the time we send them over there, we've done all that crap here. Yeah, I love getting like the Connies from Ireland. Mind, fuck me. I can't say much about the Irish cob. That didn't fare very well. But um, yeah, <laughs> they've all just, I think when you find like, you know, good sellers, and obviously this is the same for anywhere in the world, but when you find good sellers, they, they're, just there's something about a nice Irish horse. Because again, I'm not dissing my mom. It sounds like I'm not. I'm not, I don't, not on purpose anyway. <laughs> but like, mom, as I said, she's all about the foreign horses and, and, and still in her retirement gives a lot of time to pedigree research and stuff. Like she's just really interested in it. Um, but like, she's never particularly been a fan of the Irish sports horse and certainly not a fan of the Irish draft. And I've got to be honest, I fucking love Irish drafts. I've so said it before on the podcast. They're very like German horses in as much as that you, you can't overload them. You have to give them time. But when you give them time, they learn so thoroughly and they're so bloody intelligent and willing. They're really intelligent if you train them how they need to be trained. Yeah. If you get up in their face and jam the switchboard, they panic and they can't think. But if you give them the time, that I, I, I can't emphasize enough how delightful they are especially when you've been working with a lot of foreign horses like yeah. no offense to foreign horses uh, lots of foreign horses are fine too but I just and my mom I swear to fucking god she nearly wants to put me up for adoption only if I'm too old now I'm like oh my god this is draft horse and it's and she's like <laughs> you can like visibly see her yeah. coiling she's like oh god she's talking about Irish drafts again and I'm like you've no idea what you're missing and I you think know, they're just Irish draft wonderful. improves so many so like Rue, the one I was just talking about, yeah. he was three-quarter warm blood, quarter Irish draft. And I had a lovely little Connie in to sell a while ago that was quarter Irish draft. Um, I just think it's a really the nice... Draft, draft, the draft, Connie. Oh, yeah, the draft nice. Connie cross is something that on paper... Yeah, but on paper it would make you go, oh God, you're going to breed an elephant. A 14-2 elephant that can't get out of its own way. But actually it very often works very well. Yeah. You end up with a... With a really really nice cross there. There's and a like big the sports mix. dress. More. I've seen like some that can all, can be sort of hogged up as a show cob, but then the one I had was she was lovely, just yeah, much finer than that. Kind of like a Connie, but just like on steroids. Yeah, just more like yeah. Yeah. They um it can work really really well. Um, I like a. Colomera selling on the thoroughbred mare right but the other way around in my own personal experience the other way around I haven't found that it it doesn't tend to work as well I think you right. need the good Connie styling good Connie styling and then you can be a little bit less pedantic about the mare not saying mm. you should take a donkey to the styling but I'm just saying like if there's if the mare's slightly you know could be improved then 
yeah then go into a nice Connie Stanley can do a lot um but yeah I just I love working with drafts I love them love them love them love them and as I said I love it even more because my mother is like oh god Jesus Christ I raised you differently and I'm like oh my god look at it. it's huge and chunky and I love it <laughs> yeah no I, I absolutely I love a draft and Irish draft's gorgeous mm. okay so our last one is brown tack or black tack Brown, brown, brown. A uh, friend of mine has a saying, which is that black tack belongs on harness horses. Uh, not condemning everybody using black tack, but I'm sorry, I really agree with her. So brown, 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 brown. I'm 110% brown, except if I was doing dressage, then I would wear black. Would you? Yeah, 100%. I, I suppose it is a thing. Most, most people doing dressage do wear black, actually. Yeah, I would feel confused if my dressage saddle was brown, I think. Would you? Yeah. Mine is. I think that would confuse me. I feel like yeah. it, it, it dress or saddle t- in my head is black. Most of them are though. Like it's yeah. not so easy to, to buy a brown saddle. Like when I was trying, when I, when my Italian adventure with saddles a few years ago, I had to be special order because it was brown. I was like, what do you mean special order? They're like, yeah, well, saddles are black. And I was like, oh, so there you go. Just okay. so we we'll um get that on our social media um and then you can you can do it with us so we're going to move on to wanker of the week okay so mine is if you follow my social media you'll have already heard this but um i took henry and molly for a hack and while we were going i said henry oh, i saw that tilly who very kindly lent us her lorry um and henry had said that he had wanted to see what she did so we showed him some videos of her at all of her competitions doing mounted games and he said he would like to try so i'd seen a video of her teaching her niece poppy to vault using a trampoline so i said oh i saw this amazing video of tilly teaching poppy to vault and he said what was vaulting so i said they they use a trampoline to get on the pony i must have said anyway hen i said henry do you want me to get you a lesson so you can give it a go and see if you like it and he said no thank you and i said like why not um and he said that he thought he'd be frightened and i was like why would you be frightened just give it a go. Um, And he said, no, I don't think I would like to do that. So I was like quite puzzled because he'd seemed quite keen. And I thought the addition- This is the child that did the Birdman of Alcatraz. Exactly. Of the looting of a lorry a week earlier. Anyway, sorry, go on. And all I'm asking him to do is use a trampoline to get on basically the steadiest pony in the whole of the land. Actually, as a just off piste, when Henry had decided he wanted to do mounted games, he said he would need a faster pony after seeing Tilly, who competes for England. And I said, well, you don't even like trotting, Henry. So I think probably at this point of the, the game, like, we're all right. <laughs> you're fine, you're fine. I think Molly's not the limitation here. Um. Anyway, yeah, so I said to him, you know, what's wrong? And he was like, well, what size is the trampoline? And in my head, I was getting aggravated. Like, you know, and you just want to go, what, what the fuck does it matter? What's, 
What's the obsession? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, just a small trampoline. And he's like, no, I don't want to. Definitely don't do that. So then I said, look, I'm going to show you the video. And then if you don't want to do it, fine. But just have a look. I think you might really enjoy it. He watched the video and then said, oh, yes, I'll definitely do that. That looks really fun. Um, so then I was confused because what the fuck? Why was the sudden change of heart? So I said, what did you think it was going to be? And he said, well, I thought Molly was going to be jumping on the trampoline. Oh and I said, gosh, with you yeah. on her. And he said, yeah. So like I would get on Molly, Molly would get on the trampoline and she would <laughs> bounce. Does he wonder what we do with our horses when he's at school? Like, me on, like, pancake, just solemnly practising up and down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, does he think, like, if that's if, he, if that's normal in his eyes, I mean... Oh. Yeah, I mean... What, what, what's weird? You what know? have you been doing today? Well, Manny's been on the, um, the horse and pancake mm-hmm. has been doing the rings. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, and the ribbon. Yeah. Bell's going to do the ribbon. Yeah. Tomorrow, I think maybe um, we might do a little bit of discus with Manny. Yeah. And Pan might do the javelin. Just. Yeah, that is after all. That's how you get a well-rounded show jumper. So yeah. I mean, you know. Because so, you don't want them to just focus on one event. I mean, no, tramp- no, no. You shouldn't specialize too soon. Trampolining is good, and commonly, you know horses do enjoy trampolining but yeah you have to mix it especially up especially without the trampoline yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you do and you should specialize don't specialize too soon you know like a, a good a good horseman is a a well-rounded horseman he's done lots of things do you know what i mean so like don't don't tell us don't don't just stick to discus when you could be doing the ribbon like exactly you know. But I see. I imagine if that's what is that what he thinks that you're up, you're doing like when you're going to a show. Maybe it's for him. It's for you. It's just like a show jumping show. For Henry, mm. it could be literally <laughs> anything. Like you could be going anywhere. <laughs> like, you know, you could be shooting yourselves out of cannons by Sunday morning. I mean, who knows? I just feel like you could almost just see Molly just thinking, "Motherfucker!" Like, what did I do in my? Yeah. My old age to end up lumbered with this. I've taught a lot of kids to ride, but God, I've never taught anything like this. <laughs> yeah, T- Tigger, to be fair, poor old Tigger, he was like that as well. He was just like the same thing. I've taught lots of kids to ride. I just, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing anything crazy anymore. Um, well, I mean, look, that's at least you've got that cleared up. You got it cleared up. Exactly. So, I mean, that's good. Because it would have been a shame if he'd missed out on mounted games just because he didn't want the pony. I feel like at some point, you know, down the line, he would watch them and go, ah, so the ponies don't trampoline. <laughs> or else he would be at a pony club rally and be like, not that I'm ever going to take him to one, because Christ, that would be another another thing entirely. But he'd be there and he'd be like, so at what point are the ponies going to get on the trampolines? And people would look at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, do you think he thinks like so how are you gonna get and stuff? It's like so the ponies swim, then the ponies shoot, and he'd be like to Molly, "Are you a good aim, Molly? Molly, <laughs> well, do we need to pull your forelock? <laughs> get these <some> spectacles? <laughs> like it's endless. It's endless. I feel. I feel like it's a whole world we need to tap into. Yeah, the perspectives of Henry on horse sports. 
So what about um, you? Yeah, definitely. Who's yours? Oh, like I always have. Yeah, I always have really shit wanker of the week. But my wanker of the week this week probably takes the biscuit for my lack of imagination with wanker of the week. But nonetheless, I'm just going to point this out. My life is currently being blighted. And for once, not really by the horses, but by other species. And the biggest culprit at the moment is my my fish. Um, I have a fish. I have always you had a fish. Well, I was just I've about to say fish. this. I kept fish. Yeah, I know. I've kept a fish for a long time. I, I used to have a fish called Derek. Um <laughs> That's a good name. And I had Derek for a really long Derek Yeah, Derek was awesome. Derek survived loads of house moves and stuff. And I remember when I had the RLF and killed Derek, Niall, which was before we were engaged, even when Niall uh, came up to see me, he would complain at night time that the fish kept him awake, sorting through its stones. I just <laughs> so Derek became an active Derek became an active rebellion on my part as much as anything. <laughs> but he survived loads of house meat. He was a very tough fish. Like, he was very durable. Um, like a goldfish? The sad part, he, Derek was a gold goldfish. Um, my fish now is called Gerald. I didn't name him. Uh, and also, he's... To give him his... He's a bit like... He's a bit like the BSGA. Calypso fucking 29. Gerald is like Gerald 29, potentially, at this stage. because Because I enjoy keeping... A fish, oh, no, I don't enjoy keeping, I don't even know what I keep a fish, I just do. Um, Charlie kind of decided, I decided that he was, he wanted a fish, and so we, we got an assortment of fish, and at the time he was going through a phase of calling everything Gerald, and I, I got a bit carried away, and we got a Gerald, and then we got a Gerald and a Gerald, and then at one point we had four Geralds, but unfortunately the current Gerald ate the other three Geralds, and... So he he's a solo flyer, but he's not a goldfish. He's I think they're called a shabunkum or something that look like a little mini koi carp. Okay. Anyway, this is all background noise. It, it sounds wankery, but it gets worse. So um, Gerald was going on grand for, and then he started to get a bit poorly, and he looked like his fins were disappearing. Now he had, so I was like, well, like is it fin rot? But he didn't have any like rot on him. He was just missing. I don't know, parts of his fish person suddenly. So I rang the beds, you know, anyway. And I was like, my fish is sick. <laughs> I don't need antibiotics for the fish. And I, I struggle with small animal vets because with large animal vets that you have a good working relationship with, yeah. if you ring them, they kind of like respect the fact that you half know what you're on about. Yeah. Small animal vets never do that. They never do that. They immediately treat you like you're completely fucking stupid and haven't got a clue. And I understand why, but nonetheless... I find yeah. it difficult having to argue the corner of a cat or a dog. And I found it doubly difficult trying to argue the position yeah. of my fish. Yeah, like, look here. Like, if I can ring yeah. a vet and, like, get medication for a horse, I'm not going to, like, piss about with you and a goldfish. No. Yeah. No, and I'm oh, also not goldfish. fucking bringing... I'm not, I'm not bringing the fish in. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you can call him a goldfish. He's got some gold on him. Um, so they gave me the antibiotics and he didn't improve or disapprove and then he started this crack of like sinking to the bottom of the tank or whatever like and I, I because I'm me I've like learned a lot about fish now because of Gerald so I gave him the special jobs for that and the tap safe and the fucking clean water oh, whatever anyway then I got some new food high energy probiotic fish food oh my god and I realized I was getting quite over committed to this fish situation um but then he he began doing the thing again. And then he went batshit insane, right? Absolutely fucking mental. And he started um, 
going around the tank at a thousand miles an hour, crashing into it. He knocked over some of his ornaments. He just went apeshit, like schizo. So because you've been like feeding so in ha- competition mix and like red cells. Well, well, that's what I thought. But no, it turns out that apparently when fish do this, it's because they're, they're really, they're itchy, apparently. And they're trying to scratch themselves, which kind of tied into the disappearing fins, I guess, probably. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. I don't know. So that was fine. I decided I would go in and get him some stuff for that. Um, How do you itch a fish? With a toothbrush? No, it itches itself by smashing into everything. And like, that's what it Could does. Could you it, itch it swims. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I realise it seems surprising at this point, but I haven't gone quite that far. Um, so the fish, the fish tank had a little chip in one corner. So I'm like, right, I went into town and I got special stuff for the fish and I came home and I started cleaning out the fish tank. And this is on a fucking Sunday evening. And I noticed when I'm cleaning out the tank and I've got, I'm, I'm gone mad now because I've done with this fish, it's bullshit. It's been going on for months. So I've got the stones in a pan boiling because I'm like well, no matter what's making this fish sick I'm getting rid of it so I'm boiling the, the stones in the pan on the oven and I'm scrubbing and disinfecting out the tank like I mean what the fuck is wrong with me but anyway here we are so a crack appears in the glass from the chip in the corner and I'm like okay. oh I've got that and then I thought look I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ignore that and I'll carry on and I carried on and the next thing there was a pop <gasps> on the whole side of the fucking tank was like gone cracked and i'm like oh my god it's like sunday night this fish is sick and then i was like right what can i do so i went out and i got a vitamin e bucket from like pings one of pings yeah. supplement buckets grabbed that out and i thought right well i can put him in there but i'll put his filter in if he's got his filter he'll be okay until tomorrow so i put the filter into the tank but of course i poured boiling water into the filter because i'm a fucking idiot in an effort to sterilize in case that was what was making him sick and i killed it and it wouldn't work yeah and I was like having like now at this point, I'm so committed to this keeping this fish alive. Uh, he's in a vitamin E bucket. One might say overcommitted. And I'm panicking about him dying. The only thing was was when he went into the vitamin E bucket, he couldn't see out because it's obviously white yeah. instead of clear like his tank. He was much calmer. So now I'm wondering if we are the problem. It's also the problem like we are making the fish mentally unwell. And maybe he's self-harming and like ripping his own fins because he's distressed because we own him. I don't know. This is where I went with it. So the husband went off conveniently. My husband went away the next day and I went into the pet shop and I bought him a tank. Um, it's a shipwreck scene because that's how he's made me feel. And he's in his tank and I got more special drops and stuff for him. And he's fi- for the last nearly week, he's been completely fine. He stopped going ape shit and it looks like his fins are getting better. So you shipwreck if he dies is that now, like I'm be blocking gutted. him in, so he can't see you. No, he can see us now, um, but I think is he potentially too traumatized by the like a holiday shipwreck scene, maybe? maybe from you? Maybe, maybe that was it though. Exactly. Like a rest. Maybe you all get a bit. Yeah, this. <laughs> but this is what I'm wondering. Yeah, this is a hit, but we all need a timeout. Like, who's yeah. to say a fish doesn't? So. That's my wanker. And to be fair, I think I should probably be the wanker, not the fish, because who the fuck is that committed to a fish? And even my husband was like, are you like, are you all like, it's just, it's a fish. My mother was like, oh, if it's not, just flush it down the toilet and get another fish. And I'm like, I'm sorry, pardon. 
Mrs. Jenner is What do you think? If this going to die, he's going to die in the peace and comfort of his and own vitamin E bucket. Down, has no one got a soul? Flush the fish down the. You don't flush them down when they're dead. Also, he's I agree. a fish. He can swim. If I flush him, he's just going to swim, and then die horribly in the main sewage pipes. I'm not doing that to him. That's just no, definitely. I was Keep very disappointed in... in my mother. I disappointed. Keep him in his vitamin E book. Yes, that's happy. I just I feel like I've had a bit of a psychotic break that I've gone this far for a fish. I just think it's a bit much. And I, I mean, very nice. You know, very like, kind. Myself. You'll get your reward I'm in looking heaven. at myself from an outside perspective and I'm like, this, this is too much. And then in the middle of all of that, a fucking stray cat turned up. Oh, yeah. And the SPCA, yeah. So that's now, that's now living here. those two projects. That won't end no, up Gerald. That's living here until the SPCA can find it, find it a foster home. Mm. So now I'm having to look after the fucking cat. I'm giving it antibiotics every day. And like, I just, I can't even, like, Nature abhors a vacuum, and if your horses are not fucking with you, obviously something else has to. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I've got a wanker of the week from ages ago um, that got lost because um, it's a really good one. So what I was going to say is, if you have sent a story into us and we haven't read it out, the chances are it's got lost. We get like a lot on like Instagram and, you know, in message, like messages and um, emails and stuff. And then it, it, like I try and screenshot them, but sometimes I miss them. And so anyway, do send them back in because I've probably just missed it because I'm disorganized. Um, so Buck Off Banter on Instagram and Facebook or buckoffbanter at gmail.com. Please send in your stories and resend them if I'm shit. Okay, so this came from Sarah Johnson, and she sent it into Instagram. She said, um, my 30th birthday, my horse went bolting blindly through the side of the arena with me round her neck. I fell under her, and in an effort not to completely fall on me, she stood on my ribs and knelt on my shoulder. What's more, it was my 30th birthday, and my dad was there watching me ride for the first time in about 10 years. That's so fucking typical. His reaction was priceless. He waited for me to get up and then went and fixed the hole in the arena fence. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true horsey dad. (laughs) I got on and jumped round because that's what we do. Only afterwards learning, I dislocated and relocated my shoulder and fractured my ribs and literally didn't have a limb without a bruise. I would say for definite that Charles Owen and Aeroware saved me that day. Um, But she then said... Her friend came running over to tell her not to move, but that she had to get up because she was wrapped in an electric fence that was shocking her. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, what? I know. So you're lying, you're lying there with a broken ribs, <laughs> a relocate, dislocated and relocated shoulder, and to add insult to injury, quite literally, you're getting 240 volts up your arse. And your dad's That's quietly just got no more nails out. And it's like, hmm, nasty crack there in that fence post. <laughs> he's fucking got his, yeah, he's run, finishing it off with a nice coat of Ron Seal just to get it back <laughs> matching. Um, yeah. I mean, like, Never that's really horsey dad. Carry Never on. Never the same, that fence. It's a shame. It was a nice, yeah. nice bit of fence. That was and a nice Ben bit of was a little bit the same. When I broke my arm, um, like there was loads of people 
like around and you know all kind of doing the things and the woman who was sitting on my back and and Ben just wandered over and just said I'll get the horses sorted shall I like looks like we're going to be here a while literally that was the extent of Ben's like he left me for ages on the ground because he was like she always just gets back up and then when I didn't he kind of like thought ah go on then wandered over looked and was like yeah this looks like it's gonna be lengthy procedure off he went I think they get like that they don't start like that because I remember when I broke my wrist um I've warned before on the podcast that the very worst kind of a fall you'll ever get is when you are ejected out of the back door 100 percent worst fall um and I, I got ejected that's the way and I put my hand out to save myself and I was so angry with the horse because he was just being a dick now and he spooked and I just normally I would always catch it but for whatever I didn't say and I fell out the back door and I'd made it the whole way across the arena like sleeves rolled up stomping like I was so angry and I got all the way over to the arena gate and then I went oh hold on a minute and I looked at my wrist and I was like oh that's not where that was earlier <laughs> um, and he was like oh god oh no and he like he was he was way in the lorry and he had his mother bring me into hospital then he came in to let her go home and he sat with me and then fast forward a few years to back into 2000 and uh when 18 when I had that absolute fucking cruncher off bear yeah. I drove myself to hospital <laughs> I detached my glute muscle on the right side I'd broken and displaced ribs and yeah, I was, I, I bulged my T-spine. I couldn't fucking move. I was like a board. I drove myself to hospital in Dublin because the hospital tunnel was, was chuckle block full. And I walked in and they were like, oh, you'll be here for like five hours. And I was like, I'm not going to last that long. I drove myself to Dublin and he was like, oh, see you later. <laughs> Is there a feed list? And then when I feed the horses. Could you pick up some milk yeah, and bread just... when you're out maybe? <laughs> oh Yeah. Completely, yeah, yeah. Is the shop still open? The hospital? Did we get me a Mars bar? Would you? <laughs> yeah, completely. So, like, I think we do it to them. I think they yeah. start out all concerned, and then they're like, "This is a waste of time." Yeah. Because it's when you get back on too soon, and you ignore the doctor, that's when they start going, yeah. "Oh, hang on a minute." She doesn't give a fuck. Why should I? So I say that's probably what happened with that dad as well. He was like, "Oh, this again. I'll fix the fence." As you say, it's going to be a lengthy procedure. Your wrist's going to be fixed on the NHS. This this fence, fence is dear. Who's 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 going to fix the fence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's our fault to be fair to them. All right. Well, we are going to leave it there, and hopefully, all things crossed, our guest will be ready to record with us and um, for the next episode. And hopefully when she answers our would you rather, which is just supposed to be a five minute thing at the end of the episode, because we had loads of other questions for her. Hopefully she'll be a lot quicker than we are. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be really good. And if she is listening, just uh, I hope she gets better soon because she's pretty poorly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.